Hello, Jack Reach review time. It's a review podcast with me, Jamie Emerson. Remember to check out our website. If you prefer to read things and not listen to them, www.jackreachreview.com. Today I'm reviewing The Midnight Line, which is... It's muted. That's the best word I can think to describe of it. I can think of other words. Somber. Slow. Quiet. Thoughtful. Peaceful, almost. Um, and to me, and I think I might deviate a little bit here from my Jack Reach review partner, Paul Ramshaw, for me, kind of disappointing. It's not a dramatic, over-the-top disaster like Nothing to Lose. It's another Nothing to Lose reference, folks. I hope you're counting them. Um, and it's not as crappy, <laughs> frankly, as personal. It's just, to me, underwhelming. And it feels like it's underpowered. One of the key things about the Reaches is momentum. And it's momentum from as early as possible until as late as possible. And I think back to one shot, which I think the momentum starts in page one. and keeps going until about two pages from the end. There's like an unanswered question on page one and it unravels to another one, to another one, to another one. All the way until the very, 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 very end of the book, when you're still guessing which one of the supposed sort of good guys, or supposed like authority figures, is in on the criminal scheme. That's momentum. It's like Lee Child's kind of firing an arrow, and it's in the air until the end of the book. This is like he fires an arrow that lands in the middle of the book. And then it's like he kind of runs over to the arrow and fires it again to the end of the book. And that second part, this is a tortured metaphor, I apologise for it, that second firing of the arrow, <laughs> Lee Child's arrows, um, that second part is just not, doesn't have it. It doesn't have the oomph that it needs. The first part is nice, and it would have made a really good novella. It's... Reacher doing what Reacher does best. It's him following a kind of whim, a hunch that he gets, something just instinctive. He sees a graduation ring from West Point, which is the military school that he attended as a teenager. A graduation ring, a female graduation ring, because it's small, in the pawn shop window. And Reacher's just heads filled with questions about why someone would pawn something like that and what kind of trouble are they in to be in a position where they pawn it so he goes inside asks some questions about it that leads him on to somebody else that leads him on to somebody else that leads him on to somebody else all with the aim of finding the owner of this ring and it's a nice quest but in about the middle of the book, that quest ends, he finds the owner of the ring, and a new quest starts, and that second quest is just not as interesting. It's not got the stakes to me. It felt incredibly low stakes, all going towards a finale which was just a damp squib. That's not to say that it's without merit. I mean, it has a lot going for it, the descriptions of Wisconsin, where it's set, are incredibly vivid. Like, you want to go on holiday there, or you want to go and live there, basically. Um, 
I think that's partly because Lee Child, his brother owned a house there, and I think now he owns a house there. That's lovely, really, really beautifully written prose describing that part of America. That's great. There's also a very, very thoughtful, even-handed and sensitive portrayal of an issue that has recently kind of died down a bit, but for a while it was cause celeb in sort of the American press anyway, which is the opioid crisis. Now, this isn't really like at the cutting edge of that. This is just about addicts, but it's really well done. Very good balance of pathos, non-judgment, but still the sense of this isn't an ideal way to live. But Reacher is incredibly non-judgmental and compassionate about that. Excellent work. Also, you get a nice symbolism and symmetry about the character that Reach is looking for. That It's a kind of terrain that Lee Child's covered with Reacher and the contrast between Reacher and his brother, Joe. Lee Child looked at that in quite a lot of depth in uh, Without Fail. Here, he's looking at uh, another sibling relationship, this time between two twins, and it's twin sisters. Um, Reacher's quest brings him into contact with the twin sister of the woman whose ring it is. And Lee Child does some nice work with that and hints at the fate that has befallen the sister who pawned the ring. That's all good. I'm not super negative about this book. It's very well written. It's very well done. It's a very mature book. Like I say, it would have been a good novella. That first part of the story would have been a lovely little novella. As a whole Reacher adventure, though, it doesn't do it for us. It doesn't have the tension, doesn't have the drama, it doesn't have the explosive quality. And the ending is... It, it's aiming for climactic, but it doesn't do it. Now, Lee Child can obviously do climactic, and the climax to Past Tense, which was the book after, is absolutely phenomenal. I feel like it's a correction from The Midnight Line. So The Midnight Line is a serious book, it's got pathos, it's just not thrilling. You turn the pages because you do have the unanswered questions that get you through half the book, and then you still have an attachment to the characters that has been built up, but it was one of the only reaches where I felt like I could have taken it or left it towards the end. One thing to add is that there's a character in this book called Scorpio, for God's sake. Now, I'm a big Simpsons fan. You can't have a character called Scorpio who is not the most despicable villain and the most charismatic villain in the world. Hank Scorpio in The Simpsons, superb. Naming a character after that, I don't know if Lee Child knows that Colin Scorpio is going to conjure up memories of The Simpsons, but it was distracting, fundamentally distracting for me, especially when the Scorpio character in this book is just naff. He's, you know, he's there, he's got a name, but his name's writing checks that his ass can't cash. So, on the whole, Midnight Line, I feel bad for being down on it because I approve of the book. I admire the work that's gone into it. I admire the craft and the writing, but it's a book that I admire and I don't love. I give it two stars.